Welcome to the Metabolic Mommy Podcast. If you're a busy woman that resorts to eating less and working out more for fat loss, but nothing seems to move the needle for you, and instead you're left feeling tired, loaded, and anxious, ugh, mama, you're in the right place. My name is Ems, and I'm founder and head coach at the Metabolic Restore Method. This is a no BS podcast for women who are tired of on and off dieting cycles. You're done falling victim to diet culture and all the false quick fix solutions that society promotes. We make fat loss simple. Eat more and do less. Now let's get into it. Hello, Metabolic Mommies. Today's episode is going to be a good one. We are going to be talking about what is the best fast food? It's Chipotle. No, I'm kidding. It's like, nah, it's definitely not Chipotle. Um, but on top of discussing what is the best fast food, we're also going to be discussing four hacks that are going to help you really fix your relationship with food. I know that relationship with food is probably your hardest relationship ever. I think it's tougher than my ex. <laughs> no, but seriously, we're going to be discussing some hacks on really how to start improving that. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were discussing where did the obesity epidemic even come from? You know, like what, like how, how are all Americans or majority of Americans so overweight? What is it? And you know, this doctor was saying that it really is the foods we're eating. It really is the fast food problem where, okay, even if you are literally starving yourself, you end up going to get fast food, chances are you're already having more than the intake, than your daily intake, right? And it's funny because even in, like even places like IHOP, like you'll sit down and the menu at the bottom will literally say, oh uh daily recommended intake amount 2000 calories and then you look at the menu and like everything has like 1500 calories so that means like you would literally only be able to eat that for the day and mind you that's for one item and i know that you'd be getting two things okay <laughs> no one goes to ihop and just gets one thing i feel like every time i go i'll get like an omelet and then it comes with a side of pancakes and then i want a hash brown and then i start sharing french toast with whoever i'm with so you know, be for real. You know that that like, and I think that totally makes sense. Like, even if we think we're not eating a lot, chances are we probably are, honestly. And these fast foods, they honestly make their food so that it's addictive, right? And you know, we'll dig into maybe, maybe in one episode we'll dig into all the additives and all the all the ingredients in there that make it so addictive and that leave you pretty much empty. <laughs> like just you ate and you just still feel hungry um, but that's why instead we're going to be discussing which are the best fast foods in the sense of what foods take the least amount of time to cook all right for example chicken breast takes 10 minutes to cook that's a fast food all right it takes five minutes on one side Five on the other side generally speaking if this is if this is a um, like about half inch thickness right but i'm saying people make it out to seem like eating at home is just so time consuming 
And, you know, I made that joke at the beginning that Chipotle is the healthiest fast food because honestly, majority of people would think that or majority of people, when they want to eat something fast and healthy, they tend to go to Chipotle. And the reason being is like, hey, it's just rice and chicken. And of course, a bunch of other things which make it unhealthy, which make it unhealthy. But really imagine if you did that at home. You know, it takes I just all right, fun fact. I am I'm Peruvian and Chinese, so it's basically in my blood to eat rice every day. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, more power to you. I love rice. I eat rice every day. And I had never learned how to cook rice in a pot. And the reason why I never learned this is because there are such things as a rice cooker. Rice cookers are magical. They cook the rice for you. You put the ingredients in, you put the lid on, you press a button and it cooks it for you. My rice cooker broke. I had to learn. I had to tough it out and learn. And what I learned about cooking rice in a pot is that it's fucking fast. Okay. It's fast. I I don't want to hear it. Okay. I, I know you're busy. I, I know it. I know that the, the kids are screaming in the background. Um, I know that your mom is asking you to do a billion favors. All right. I know that you have to run to work, but I promise you cooking rice is fast. And basically I'm going to, this is a freebie y'all. I'm going to tell you how to cook rice fast. You get the pot, you throw the rice in it. You put the amount of water that you have to put in, add some salt, spray some oil on it, cover it. No, don't cover it. (laughs) Wait for the water to boil. You just put it on the highest heat. Once you see a bubble, bring it to the lowest heat, put the lid and set a 15 minute timer. Now, some rices take longer. For example, I switch between jasmine rice and parboiled rice. Parboiled rice will take about 18 minutes. Jasmine rice takes 15 minutes. So that's and that you just leave the timer on. So that means during those 15 to 18 minutes, you can go do something else. For example, cook your chicken. You cut up the chicken breast. I like to just do cubes. I think that's so much easier. I feel like most of my chicken breasts are definitely thicker than half inch. So I just cut them into little cubes. Throw all the seasonings into your pan. Let the seasonings like fry a little bit. So spray oil seasonings, let it like cook a little bit and then throw your chicken in it. Mix it all up. Boom. You're done. You're done. Do five minutes each side. You're literally done. By the time you're done cooking your chicken, your rice will be done. So you literally have rice and chicken in under 30 minutes. All right. And everything else, like the lettuce, um, what else? The the tomatoes, the onions, like you can make these um, little salsas in bulk, you know. But my point in saying this is that it it's fast, It's honestly fast. Even if you're meal prepping this and let's say you want to meal prep breakfast with it during this time that your chicken and your rice is cooking, you can have another pot with the water boiling. I'm going to teach you how to boil an egg. (laughs) The water is boiling. Once the water is boiled, throw that. Don't throw. Place really softly the egg in it and set an eight to ten minute timers, depending on how you like the yolk. I like the yolk a little bit dark yellow, very not running, but like it is not 
fully, fully cooked, that's eight minutes after it's boiled, right? But my point is there are so many things that you can do, right? So chicken is fast, rice is fast, eggs are fast, eggs are, you know, eight minutes. But I firmly believe that the fastest proteins to cook, anything that's ground, ground beef, so fast, so fast, literally throw it in the pan, close your eyes and open your eyes. That thing is cooked. Like ground beef is the best fast food, especially if you're in a rush, make sure, also make sure that these proteins are in the bottom fridge. Like if these are frozen, obviously it's going to take you a year and a half to defrost it and then throw it in the pan. So, you know, be conscious. Like I have, you know, three meals today and a breakfast. So four meals and three of those meals have proteins. Make sure you have at least two chicken breasts defrosted already the night before. Make sure that your beef packet is, you know, defrosted already. Um, So it really does come also with setting yourself up for the next day. That's how you can make these foods fast. (laughs) That's like the fastest way. Um, But assuming that all your foods are defrosted, ground beef, for sure. Ground beef, ground turkey. Chicken might take a little longer. Um, ground chicken. But yeah, these ground foods, it's it's so fast. It's so fast. And I promise you, the more you do it, the better taste. It'll taste so much better than Chipotle. Um, you can make Chipotle rice also. They have their recipes online. It, it honestly is not... They're not reinventing the wheel. After you cook the rice, you throw it in a bowl. I think you put some lemon, cilantro, and salt. And now don't quote me on that. I I actually have never made Chipotle rice, but I've had um I've had my my significant other make it for me. And I think he put that in there. I don't know, but I just know it's fast. It, it's rice. It's fast. So these are the healthiest fast foods. Um and and those are the ones that are raw. Because then there's a lot of healthy cooked fast foods, all right? Like deli slices, you know, turkey, um, chicken breast slices. Uh, What else? You know, there's just a lot of options around there. Um, Another thing that you could consider, it's not fast, but it's convenient. Um, Throwing some sweet potatoes or some potatoes in the air fryer. Super low setting to like a 350 setting poke some holes in it. And I mean hole, like just throw them in raw into the air fryer for 50 minutes and it cooks fully through. It's like literally like having put it in the oven minus all the work of taking the pots out of the oven. And if you don't keep your pots in the oven and you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, Culturally Hispanic people, um, I don't know if other cultures do it too, but we leave the pots and the pans in the oven to save to save room. Um, but anyways, it's a hassle. I mean, personally, I feel like it's a hassle to use my oven. So air fryer, pop it in super fast. Not super fast in the sense like, okay, 50 minutes is obviously a lot of time. But do you know how many things you can get done in those 50 minutes? You'll finish the rice. You'll finish the chicken. You'll finish the ground beef. You'll finish the eggs. Um, you'll finish cutting up your veggies. And by the time all of that is done, the sweet potato is done, pack it into Tupperwares. Literally in one hour, you can have a full meal prep for the next three days, depending on how much you're cooking. 
But these are the best fast foods, the ones that you are making at home, the ones that you see what ingredients are going in there, the ones where you're controlling how much oil you're putting, you're controlling what seasonings you're putting, um, you're controlling what you're adding, you know, trust me, a lot of these things have hella additives in them. All right. God knows what people put in in fast foods because you're not seeing them do it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's like when I found out that Dunkin Donuts's donuts are frozen. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I obviously knew that no one was waking up and making them fresh. <laughs> But I was upset. I don't know. I just, I love their donuts and I, I could never tell. Um, that's how you know that I haven't had really good quality donuts. But yeah, back to fast foods. That would be the fastest fast food. And hey, like, you know, if if you're not ready to to start cooking, then fine. I'll give it to Chipotle. Chances are it can be a healthy fast food option. But you should follow some of these tips. Get a bowl or a salad, not a burrito. Oh my gosh. I think the tortilla has like 400 calories alone, just a tortilla. And I think that was like underestimating it. I think somewhere between 300 and 500, but let's say 400. Um, yeah, the tortilla, the, the burritos, the tacos, they're, they're way higher in calorie um, and carbs. So honestly, opting for... A bowl or a salad is a much better choice. You can still, and hack, hack, okay? If you say salad, you can still put rice on your salad, okay? So it's not like you say salad and I mean you can't have rice. You can have rice. I love rice. I am like such a fan. So, all right. So that's where you're, that's, that's the first tip. Second one, um, I love white rice, but keep in mind that brown rice is, could technically be a healthier option. You definitely have to consider that anything that's, you know, brown, whole grains, all that, it has more fibers and more nutrients. So it'll definitely be healthier. Uh, you can also make sure you put beans, you know, black or pinto beans. It's a really great source of protein and fiber. So, you know, you're going to have that full feeling. You're going to feel satisfied. And for your protein, keep it safe. Keep it low-cal, you know. I would say chicken breast and... Um, or the, not chicken breast, grilled chicken because they use thigh, but it's still, it's still a really good choice. Grilled chicken or steak. Um, so those, those options are going to be, are going to be a lot healthier than all the other, uh, all the other braised options, just because they're going to be lower in fat and calories. Load your bowl up with veggies, all right? I'm talking lots of fajitas. All right, if you're the type of person that skips the fajitas, or the fa if you don't even know what the fajitas are, I'm like low-key judging you. But the fajas are, they're just like peppers, uh, like bell peppers and onions. They're sauteed. They're so yummy. But they put it in the protein section. I don't know why. Like they put it next to like the chicken and the steak. So it's very easy to miss. Put fajas, please, in your bowl. So good for you. Uh, lettuce, salsa, you know, like the tomato, the mild, whatever. Um, a little bit of corn, maybe. But yeah, this is just going to increase your intake of fiber, vitamins, and minerals. And just avoid any of the extra shit, honestly. Like, avoid the sour cream. They, they use, you know, like, the fattiest ones. So avoid the sour cream. I love cheese more than the next person. But avoid the cheese because they have, like whole cheese and they put a lot um you know 
I would say if you're going to get um, guac, be careful. The servings are pretty high. It can push you over on calories. So I would honestly recommend not getting the guac just because there's a lot of things that you're not controlling in it. Um, it's just very, It's it might just end up being super high cal. Because come on, you if you're going to go to Chipotle, chances are you're going to get the chips and guac. So again, not saying that Chipotle is the best option for fast foods. But if you were going to Chipotle, those are just some tips. Um, all right. Well, now that I've given you the the fast foods. Um, oh, I'm really biased. I forgot to mention fish is super fast. Fish, you can fish is the fastest tuna steak. One minute each side, 60 seconds. I've done it. Um, tilapia, super fast too. Just a couple minutes each side. Salmon, never ever had salmon, right? Ugh, I suck. I have to expand my um, seafood options. But my clients put their salmon in the air fryer super fast. Super easy. I've seen it in so many meal prep videos. Salmon is a really great fast food too. Shrimp is really fat is really fast to also done shrimp plenty of times, throw it in the pan. Um, I could keep it going. Like anything that you make at home can be fast. You just kind of had to set yourself up. And also, you're definitely gonna need more than one pan if you're trying to do things at the same time, right? Maybe like two pots, two pans, an air fryer. But these are all fast foods. Like, I don't know why we don't call home foods fast foods because they're fast. Like, I've been cooking every day and it's fast. I really don't spend that much time in the kitchen. I'll do like an hour at most of the morning if I'm planning for the whole day. Or I'll do like 15 minutes at a time throughout the day if I feel like having fresh food for each meal. The only thing I don't like about that is how much I have to wash and clean the pans and pots. But, all right, shifting gears, we're going to get into talking a little bit about fixing your relationship with food. So... I find that this topic can be touchy and, you know, I really want to frame this as if you are experiencing any type of emotional eating, then I definitely want to recommend that you seek out, you know, help from a mental health professional um, to provide like guidance and support in developing healthier coping strategies when it comes to eating. Um, because at the end of the day, when we can't stick to our habits or when we're overeating or undereating, a lot of it has to do with our emotions and the way that we cope with things. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things that I've learned in therapy are how to be mindful. And that's going to be the first hack, honestly, with bettering your relationship with food. It's going to be practicing mindful eating. It truly is like one of the most effective ways to improve your relationship with food, um, because it allows you to be present and fully engaged. You're able to really feel your food, notice the textures and the flavors and the aromas, and and you're really able to take your time and savor each bite. So you're a lot less likely to, you know, overindulge and you'll be able to better hear your body's hunger, hunger cues and, you know, the feeling of fullness. And you're able to make better food choices that way. It's not, it's obviously it's easier said than done, right? Sometimes we just sit down, we eat the food and then we don't even realize what we ate or we forgot what it tasted like. Um, so a lot of it just comes down with practicing the skill. So it's like kind of make it a goal at least one meal a day where you sit down and you really feel the textures in your mouth. 
Or maybe you really think about the flavor. Like, what does this taste like? Obviously, don't say like, hey, my chicken tastes like chicken. But, you know, what does it taste like? Is it is it spicy? Does it give you a little kick? Does it remind you of that time that you went to a vacation three years ago? And again, that comes with practice. And you're not always going to sit down and practice these things. But, you know, just start with one time a day. It could really help you. Like even just sitting down and while you're eating, thinking like, hmm, what are two things that I can smell right now? And that could really help you slow down your eating as well. Um, so yeah, on top of that, I also want to talk about portion control. And if you are the type of person to just sit down and mindlessly eat, it happens. It's, it's just something that we've gotten very used to. Even, you know, when we are at the movies and we get the popcorn bag and by the time we know it, the, the bag is gone or we're at home watching Netflix and we grab the um, the box of crackers and now the crackers are gone. You know, so a really great way of practicing mindful eating will be by portioning. Get a bowl. Put the crackers in a bowl. Because at least if you're mindless eating out of the bowl, you know how much you poured. You pour the serving size, you're done. Once it's done, that's it. You're able to be like, oh, shit, I had the full serving. You might have not noticed that you had the full serving. But at least once you're done eating, you'll be mindful of, oh, I had the full serving. So you know what? Let me stop. Well, you can't keep eating because it's you automatically have to stop. But that'll really help. Um, second tip, second hack is focus on a balanced meal and on having variety. So a lot of the times why we fail at diets and you've, you know, you might relate to this, but you're restricting foods. You're telling yourself no rice, even though you love rice, no pasta, even though you eat pasta every day, no sugars, even though you love having your nightly dark chocolate. I don't know. So following these really strict diets, chances are they're not going to help you, you know? So instead, aim for, for balance. Aim for a variety in your meals. You can make it fun, you know? Make it colorful. Like I've talked in other episodes, put a mix of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, your lean proteins, your healthy fats to really ensure that your body is getting the nutrients it needs. Um, and also having that variety can really prevent boredom and it keeps you interested in your meals. So for example, at the beginning of the episode, we discovered what are the fastest foods? So what if you get three proteins, chicken, beef, fish, and then three carbs, maybe rice, uh, low carb tortillas and protein pasta, and then three fats, maybe avocados, black seed, and uh, I don't know, something else with a fat in it. I can't think right now. Um, but again, that would be like the three by three. You just kind of make sure that you have a variety and that you have good choices for the week so that you don't feel like you're eating the same thing every day. Are there benefits to eating the same thing every day? Absolutely. I would, I pers- as a personal choice, I think it makes my life easier to know that I'm eating the same thing this whole week. And then I get excited because the next week I'll just switch it up and eat the same, the eat something different. But that different thing, I'll eat it throughout the whole week, the next week, right? So to me personally, that really helps 
with keep staying consistent and and you know motivating me to continue cooking but if you are the type of person that gets bored the three by three rule is a really great option with filling your plate with fun healthy foods um yeah and then you you won't feel like cheating because you feel like hey i'm having all these different foods what else do i need (laughs) you know i think another thing um the third tip for improving your relationship with food is honestly stop labeling foods as good or bad this is so common especially growing up in a hispanic household where bread is bad rice is bad and all these things all these things are demonized even though they're so prominent in our culture and you know i get why i totally get it it's you know because it's an excess that's honestly what causes people to be overweight but in moderation and fitting it properly into your nutrition it's not bad you know it's really not bad it can be bad but it can also be good so labeling foods as good or bad it can honestly bring a lot of feelings of guilt and shame around certain foods and that will ultimately lead to unhealthy eating patterns so again instead focus on moderation and just making choices that are going to make you feel good and energized and i mean that's exactly what we do at the metabolic booster method we have a flexible metabolic nutrition protocol it's just a a flexible plan where we don't restrict any of our clients foods so that they can really find what works for them in their given culture right so you know i have women from all different ethnicities and some of them hey some of them don't even have rice in their diets because they didn't they didn't grow up used to it and some of them have foods that i didn't grow up used to eating so it's very flexible in the sense that it really allows women to find what works for them and what fu- and what, f- what fuels them properly in order to really fire up their metabolisms. And that's what we want, right? We want the body to do the work for us. So this protocol will really help them improve their metabolism so that they can lose fat while eating more. Literally, they're going to be eating more and doing less but they're going to be burning more calories just from just from those changes just from those food selections and the last and final hack all right you're going to practice self-compassion you know be kind to yourself you know be be compassionate because when it comes to having a relationship with food it's not going to be perfect you have to recognize that it's okay to mess up sometimes it will not be perfect you might end up going to wendy's one night and just eating a a a five dollar biggie bag (laughs) and it doesn't mean that the world is over i recently saw an instagram post and it compared this idea of how once we break our diet, quote unquote, or once we, you know, feel guilty or shameful and we just go into the spiral of unhealthy eating, it's the same way as if you had one flat tire and then you went ahead and slashed the other three tires that you had. You know, you don't have to go down this cycle. You know, once 
you mess up, okay? Be compassionate, acknowledge that it happened. And in once you're out of that emotional state, really think with your wise mind like, hey, I feel awful that this happened. And I know that next time I will better prepare for it, whether that's cooking my meal or maybe only eating one thing from the piggy bag. So you'll really, you know, once you're out of that emotional state, you'll really be able to think about it. Um, but don't throw it, don't throw, don't throw the whole week away just from one bad day, you know? So ultimately be patient with yourself. You know, don't beat yourself up for those slip ups. Um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And finally, um, I know that improving your relationship with food can be tough when you don't know where, where to start. So my little bonus for today's episode is I'm just going to give you four foods that will help promote weight loss. I think this is going to be a really simple, quick list. And some of these foods I've already mentioned throughout this episode, okay? Um, but I just want to condense it for you. So if you want to just grab a notebook or write these down in your notes app, or if you're driving, come back to this episode later. But food number one, leafy greens. Leafy greens include kale, spinach, collard greens, um, Swiss chard. They're just really great foods for promoting weight loss. And the great thing about greens is that they're super low in calorie and they're very high in fiber. It's going to help you feel full and satisfied after eating. Greens also contain essential vitamins and minerals, so it's going to be really great for your overall health. And you can kind of have an unlimited amount of these, to be honest. They're so low cal, your body will barely be affected if you just eat these. I always tell my clients, unlimited of these veggies if you're hungry. If you're hungry and don't know what to eat, grab a leafy green. Number two, whole grains. Whole grains like quinoa, brown rice, oats. I have oatmeal every single morning. One, it's quick. I do the two minute oats. I put half a cup of oats, one cup of water, throw that shit in the microwave, two minutes on the dot, and that is cooked. And it actually tastes so good. Um, but yeah, oats, super rich in fiber. Um, and it's a complex carbo carbohydrate, which makes it a really great choice for promoting weight loss. Um, it's going to keep you full for a long period of time and just help you eat less um, overall since you'll have that feeling of fullness. Next one, lean protein. So your lean proteins like your chicken, turkey, fish, tofu, uh, your legumes, they're going to be so great for you. Uh, they help you build and maintain muscle mass. But the great thing is that they're going to keep you full and satisfied. The difference between this, though, and the fiber and the leafy greens and the whole grains is that protein has a higher thermic effect than carbohydrate or fats. So this means that your body burns more calories digesting protein than it does digesting other foods. That means if you eat, I forgot the percent, I think it's like 15%, but like, let's say you eat a hundred calories worth of protein, your body, just the process of digesting the protein, your body burns calories digesting it. So you'll digest like what? Um, quick maths, but not so quick. I don't know, 15? 15 calories. Don't quote me on that. I don't have a calculator with me. But yeah, um, 
it's crazy. And I, I think the thermic effect for, for like carbs or fats, I don't, I don't remember these numbers. I think it's like 5%, but it's less. So your body's not burning as many calories when you're digesting these foods. That's why they always say like, hey, high protein because it's really going to help fire up your metabolism. Last one, berries. Berries like strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and blackberries, super low calorie. They're great in fiber, um, super high in fiber. They're a great type of antioxidant. Um, and they're going to make just for a great snack or you can throw they're, they're so versatile too. think about it. You can throw it in a smoothie. I throw it in my oatmeal. It makes my oatmeal so yummy. Um, you can throw it in your salad. You can have it just as a snack. Oh, you could put it in, a, in your yogurt. You can literally put fruits on anything and it's going to be great for helping you promote that weight loss that you have. And it's also going to reduce your inflammation and um oxidative stress in the body so it could even help you with that bloating issue so great it's berries are just so great for you uh that's all i have for you though i if you made it to the end congrats this was a long episode but super um I hope you found it super productive and you know if you enjoyed this episode make sure to share it with a friend and you know, I think they'll be surprised to see what the best fast food is, <laughs> even though I gave you so many. But all right, that's all I have for you today, Metabolic Mommy. See ya in the next one. Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Metabolic Mommy. If you found today's episode useful, the best way to say thank you is by leaving a five-star review on the platform that you're listening to. You can also share with me your favorite part of the episode by sending me a DM on Instagram at bit.ms. See y'all later, Metabolic Mommies.